transition into Bethany. She's going to give us her, tes her testimony. So come on. Thanks, Libby. <laughs> okay. I've been super nervous for this for like the past week. Um, and I can definitely say that Satan did not want me to do this today. Uh, I have had probably the worst headache ever for the past three days because of my sinuses. And my mom almost didn't let me come today. And we were also late because of Emily, but. <laughs> um, yeah, I've practiced this once. So I was actually telling it to someone, one of my friends, and I was very nervous, but then, um, I don't know, God just kind of spoke through me. So these are God's words, not mine. <laughs> so I have been a Christian, well, I've been in a Christian home my whole life uh, until 2018. I went to the same church my entire life, and um, I was baptized at eight. Uh, I went on my first mission trip in, like, 2016, and in 2016, that really, like, pushed off my faith. Like, I went on that mission trip, and it kind of just, like, changed everything, you know? So 2017 was probably the best year for my faith. I um, I went to my youth group every single week and I was probably at the church more than I was at my house because <laughs> we were in charge of so many different things there. Um, I went to church camp for the first and actually only time, but uh, I was just really close with God, really close with all my um, godly friends and um, I went on a mission trip to El Salvador, and it was amazing, probably the most life-changing experience of my life. Um, it was, so the biggest thing in El Salvador was this prayer fortress. When we were there, we were staying on this like compound, and it was, um, had a bunch of different buildings, and one of the buildings was up away from all the others. It was on a hill, and we walked like 10 minutes to get there, and it was a prayer fortress where for the past 25 years since it had been built there has been prayer there nonstop, and we got to go in there and when you walk in you can feel the Holy Spirit just fill your body like you can feel the presence of God everywhere it's it's amazing um, but while I was there I don't know I we all got the chance to pray for like an hour with each other and by ourselves and everything and um, I kind of just like got pictures in my head of like God telling me to like be in missions and I don't know if that means like um, helping out with youth and taking them on missions trips or being a missionary myself or just being a missionary here where I live but I know that God had called me to missions and after 2017, Satan figured out that I was close with God, and he decided to attack me and my entire family. Um, we got kicked out of our church. Um, none of my friends talked to me after that. My best friend, actually, um, I didn't have any more friends, but <laughs> that's, that's my best friend, what, who was my best friend for five years, um, turned on me and uh, 
she, she got a new best friend who hated me a lot, and then she started to hate me, and it really sucked. Um, I, I had just gone into high school when this was all happening, so uh, it was a lot of like peer pressure into doing different things. I didn't have a church, I didn't have any godly friends, and um, I got peer pressured into getting a boyfriend, which is a really bad idea. Um, and it was a very toxic relationship. That, so I didn't have a church at the time, and he was not a Christian. And it was really hard for me because I always had the illusion that I was happy. And everyone always thought I was happy, and I didn't have the joy of God in my heart. So I wasn't truly happy. And it was really hard. Um, this boy, um, he forced me into things that I didn't want to do, and he um, was just very toxic. I, I was actually told multiple times that if I broke up with him that he was going to kill himself. And it was a really, really hard time for me. Um, I was not turning to God for anything at all. And it was just really difficult because Satan just was attacking me and my entire family. He didn't want me to have this connection that I had with God. Um, I was just really living for the world and not for God. And then 2020 happened. Everyone always said that like 2020 was like the worst year of their lives, but 2020 was probably the best year of my life. Um, in February, I broke up with that boy um, and he didn't kill himself, but I cried for weeks thinking that since I had done this, that he was gonna go and do something stupid or he was gonna hurt himself or hurt someone else. And um, it was really hard, but he's okay. And I'm really glad about that. I pray for him every day because that's what he needs. Um, I found this past year, I found this church, which was amazing. I've made so many connections with so many people, and they brought me closer to God every single day. So 2020 was the best year of my life because I found my joy in the Lord rather than anything else that could have ever brought me joy. And God has shown me himself through all of you guys and through everything that I've gone through. awesome blessing to hear you guys' stories and thank you for being so open and honest with us and I'm so glad that you're joyful in the Lord because that's like what we know you by is just your joy so alrighty today we are going to be talking about the doctrine of revelation I used the whiteboard today which I never thought I would do but um, as you guys get out your notebooks and your Bibles oh I forgot my purple. <laughs> oh no as you guys grab all your stuff, I'm going to open us in prayer, and then we will dive in. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for all these ladies, Lord. Thank you for Saturday mornings. Um, They're so special to me. And I just thank you for Bethany for sharing her testimony with us. And I just pray for all the girls um, in the upcoming weeks that are going to give their testimonies, where they just speak from their heart. Lord, would you reveal to us what you want to reveal to us in your word today? Would you um, help us grow closer to you and learn to love you more? Um, in your name I pray. Amen. All right. So... Today we're going to be studying how God reveals himself to us, which is basically what the doctrine of revelation means. So don't be scared by the big word, the doctrine of revelation. Um, I'm hoping that we can break it, out, break it down today um, and you'll leave um, more excited about what the Lord is doing in your life. Um, so to get us started, uh, how do you guys think God reveals himself? to you? How have you experienced God revealing himself to you? I think part of it is like what we read in the Bible, um, getting to know himself through his word. Yeah, through his word. What else? What other ways has God just revealed himself to you? Anytime I turn on the radio in my car and I click like the Christian one, it's always a song that I need to hear at that moment. Yeah. Like, it never fails that it's something that I need. Hmm. Yeah, kind of like we talked about it weeks ago, or was that last week, the coincidences that Andrea brought up? Yeah. That's God revealing himself to you. Um, why does God reveal himself to us? Why do you think he does that? He wants a relationship with us. He wants a relationship <laughs> yeah. with us. He's showing us who he is because he wants a relationship with us. Um, and the crazy part is, God is so far beyond us, right? He is perfect and holy and almighty, and he is like way... I can't even, like, we'll never be able to understand him until we're standing face to face to him in heaven. Um, so if God didn't reveal himself to us, we would literally have no idea who God is. So God not only chooses to reveal himself to us, um, but because he reveals himself to us, we are able to have some concept of even who he is. Um, so this is known in fancy terms as the doctrine of revelation. Um, and it helps us answer a few really good questions, such as, how do I know God is really real? How do I know it's not just something that I've grown up with? Um, like my family's Christian, so I, I believe in God. Like, how do I know that God is really out there? Um, and it also helps us answer the question of what happens to the people that never hear the gospel. So, if you live on an island in the middle of nowhere, how do you know the gospel? How is that fair? Um, and also, how do I know if God is actually speaking to me? So, it's kind of an important um, thing for us to understand and wrap our mind around, and it can lead us to love God more and be more in awe of what he's doing in his creation. Um, and the doctrine of revelation is also part of our theology. Can anyone explain what theology is? Theology is the way that we think about God um, and the way we should live according to what the Bible says. So basically everyone has a theology because everyone thinks about God somehow. Even if you don't believe in God, you still have thoughts about God because you don't believe in him. So that's your theology if you don't believe in God is that you don't believe in him. Um, so right now, every time we open the word of God, we're doing theology. We're theologians, I guess. Um, whenever we study the Bible, anytime we are thinking about God, we are doing theology. And we kind of have to be careful because people, I don't know if you've ever gotten a negative, um, if you've had like a negative thought about theology based on what people have told you. Like I know... Um, Ken talks a lot about how people argue a lot about things about their faith or things about their theology. Um, and that's true. We have to be careful that we're not just using what we believe about God to argue with one another, but also knowing what you, knowing 
um, things about God helps us understand him better, helps us love him better. And when our theology is solid, so the way that we think about God is solid, then we'll be able to live life better for him. Does that make sense? Have I confused you guys yet? Okay, good. All right, so let's dive in and break this down. Um, uh, Andrea, could you open up to Psalm 19? And then Brooke, could you open up to Matthew 5? Um, uh, no, you're just going to read the first two verses. So one way that God reveals himself is through general revelation. So uh, is that side of the board that that is written on? Um, and Andrea, whenever you're ready, could you read verses 1 through 9? Psalm 19, 1 and 2. With the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech, night after night they reveal knowledge. Awesome. And then Brooke, uh, Matthew 5, 45. So that you may be children of your Father in heaven, for he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and send on, sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Awesome. So let's jump back to Andrea's um, passage, Psalm 19.1, which says, The heavens declare the glory of God. Um, what does that, those two verses, what does it say about, like, what, what, are the, what does the sky declare? I just said it. But what does it say about Yeah, so what is, the, what is the sky revealing about God? That he's, like, powerful and that, like, he made it. Yeah. Kind of like, like, everything we see, like, is, like, revealing that he's the creator of it. Yeah, so creation sings his praises, just like that worship song. Um, that's like, creation sings your praises, so will I. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'll protect your ears and the ears of those listening. Um, so Psalm 19 tells us that God reveals himself in creation. And then um, Brooke's passage said that God causes the rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. Um so that means God shows himself in creation to people that know God and people that don't know God. So therefore, general revelation is called general because it's for all people, whether they know God or not. Um, and it's in creation. It's everywhere. So it's very general. So with that definition, what would an example of general, general revelation be other than the sky and the rain? All nature. All nature. Yeah. Mountains, seas, um, all everything we see in nature. What else? All people. <laughs> why? Why are all people? Why are all people pointing to God? Even the people that don't know God. I think just because like we all have like an ability to like love and like see something like a sunset and be like, oh, it's beautiful. And I feel like. People, people have feelings. We can realize when things are beautiful. Uh, we show each other love. We also understand, most people understand what's right and what's wrong, right? Who put that there, you know? All people have a moral compass. Um, who put that there? And people are also made in the image of God. So all of us are reflecting God, which is amazing. Um, any other ideas? Where is general revelation found in our world? How is God revealing himself to all people? Probably like in like life coincidences. Like mm -hmm. kind of like Andrea was talking about, like how they aren't actually coincidences. Yeah. And like 
to like people that are unbelievers, like who you think that would kind of work out for them. Or, I wonder that Yeah, yeah, coincidences. Yeah, I think of like the miracle of just breathing. Like mm-hmm. that points that there it must be a God because <laughs> how in the world am I able to breathe even when I'm not aware that I'm breathing? How does that still happen? Um, so yeah, the whole all creation points to the fact that there is a God. I think another one is like the calm after the storm. Like you're going through like so much and then all of a sudden like everything just stops, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. It's like a grace of God mm-hmm. that he gives you kind of a rest period. Yeah, I like that. Um, so general revelation is the way that we can be sure that God is out there. Um, because I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't see how there could not be a God after looking at all of those things. Um, those things are so much bigger than me. They're so much um, more complicated than I can even think of. So who am I to say that just they happen by chance? There has to be something bigger out there that put that moral compass within me that allows me to see beautiful things, that allows me to breathe, um, and that, that thing, that person is God. Um, so that's where special revelation comes in because general revelation always should lead to special revelation, ideally. Um, so... What are some ways you think God specially reveals himself? Like through like these specifically, like Yeah, I'll I'll rewind. So the special revelation is how God reveals himself to a specific group of people in a special way. So what are ways you think God reveals himself to a specific group of people? So it could be to you or it could be to me. How, how does he reveal himself? I think it could happen through like other people. Like mm-hmm. if there's a Christian who has like similar experiences to like a non-believer or, or like can kind of relate to someone, he probably uses that person to kind of reach out to other persons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other people. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I think it's also in those instances where you just kind of know something. No reason to know this, or I have no reason to feel this way. Like I, I've talked about this before. Like when I um, re-met David after like not seeing their family for a while, and I like walked over to his grandma's backyard, and I was like, "Hey, how are you?" God was just like, "Oh, <laughs> like this is the one, husband. <laughs> like you're done. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is it. Like, and there's no reason for me to think that. We hadn't talked in years. Our families hadn't seen each other in years. Like." For all I knew, he was still dating the girl that he had been dating in high school. Like, I knew nothing about him, but it, like all of a sudden I was just like, this is it. Like, I'm just done. You had like a piece about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of there. And it, like that happens with all kinds of stuff, right? You suddenly think something, and you're like, huh, that was not the track that I was going on, but yeah. all right, sounds good. And then you either do the thing you thought of, or you pray for the person you thought of, or you buy the thing you thought of, whatever it is. And it ends up being super relevant and super necessary for some other thing to happen, either in your life or someone else's life. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I wouldn't have been mad if I hadn't had that random thought and that mm-hmm. random thought. Yeah, yeah, it kind of goes back to the fact that he's sovereign, even mm-hmm. over our thoughts. Yeah, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, I would say that's kind of like, just kind of what you just mentioned, just kind of like, a, like an utmost peace about mm-hmm. something. Just like, mm-hmm. just like, just you just feel like blanketed in like peace about the decision mm-hmm. or something after you've been like thinking about it. Yeah. And it's even when people don't agree with you, too. You're like, they just don't, I, I just, it's just there. Yeah. Yeah. Macy, I like how you said blanketed in peace. That's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Yeah. 
God reveals himself in just giving us peace sometimes. And what uh, Macy said at the very beginning, um, God reveals himself most clearly in the word of God. So every single page is God saying something to you. It's literally his words, um, which is amazing. I wonder why I don't read the Bible 24-7 if it's literally God's <laughs> words. Um, um, so when we think back to the Old Testament, um, God especially reveals himself to Moses through the burning bush, right? That's the spirit of the Lord inside of a bush that's on fire. God is revealing himself there. So if we're jumping forward and we're taking that concept from the Old Testament, what's an example in the New Testament where God is revealing himself actually like physically to us? Jesus. Jesus, yes. <laughs> Good job, everybody. Um, so Jesus coming to earth and God in the flesh is special revelation. Um, and who are the certain group of people that God reveals himself to? The Jews? Um, in the Old Testament, he did reveal himself to the Jews. But in like the disciples? I mean, oh, let me rephrase, because I said Jesus, didn't I? Mm -hmm. yeah. How does God reveal, what, what specific group of people does God reveal himself to using special revelation today? Us, yes, believers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good job. Everyone caught me by saying the wrong title. Thank God. Um, yes, yeah, so the certain group of people is us. If you know Jesus, um, if you know Jesus as your Savior, God reveals to himself to you um, spe uh, specially. Is that even a word, specially? Mm -hmm. yes. He reveals himself to you uniquely and specially. Yeah, I like that it's word. It's not a word it is now. Yeah, <laughs> now it is. So ideally all people... We want all people to move from general revelation to special revelation. We want them to actually know God. Um, but those only those that help the Holy Spirit are able to experience special revelation. Um, so when we read our Bibles and learn new things about God, that is God revealing himself to us, right? So I'm going to do my devotions in the morning, and I am reading about him. That is God revealing himself to me. Um, maybe when I feel convicted over sin, that's God revealing himself to me. When I feel comforted by something that someone had said, or if I feel comforted by something I found in the Word of God, then that is God revealing himself to me. And so like, that's why we want to do devotions, right? Because we want to know God more and to love him better and to know more about him. Um, not so we can check it off our to-do list or to make ourselves feel better about ourselves or to make someone happy um, with us, but simply because God is speaking to you and he wants to speak to you and he wants to reveal himself to you. Um, and he wants to do it just between you two because it's an individual thing. If it's special, it's just between two people, right? Just between me, you, and God. Um, so yeah, in both general and special revelation, God is revealing to all humanity that he is Lord of all creation, so he's sovereign, like we talked about last week, that he exists, so he's there, um, and he's present, and he has ultimate authority. So then, why are some people not Christians? If God has displayed his glory throughout all creation, why are some people not Christians? Yeah, it just stops there. Yeah. It's not like you look at the sky and you're like, oh, I 
think this guy named Jesus died for me. Yeah. And I should put my faith in him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's spot on. Um, so people sometimes just don't know how to connect general revelation to the fact that Jesus died for them. And other people may hear, have heard the gospel, they know Jesus, but they just don't want to give their life to him. Um, go ahead and turn with me in your Bibles to Romans 1. Um, we're going to be reading 18 through 23. Who would like to read verses 18 through 23? I will. All right, go for it. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the, God, the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of world of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and engaged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Thank you, Julie. Um, so this is a very popular passage when it comes to explaining Christianity. Um, because it explains that, it explains general revelation. Where in this passage do you guys see general revelation um, explained? Going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, God doesn't have to reveal himself to us, right? Like, he didn't have to make his invisible attributes seen to us. Out of love, he makes creation. Out of love, he reveals himself to us so that we may know him. Um, and if he didn't do that, then we would have no way of knowing who he is. Um, so creation is a, is a big thing of grace. It's like all grace out there. Like, God didn't have to give us that. So what does this passage say? Um, what, is, what are all people? Um, if they are aware of general revelation, what does that make them? If they are aware? Yeah. So in, in verse um, 20, when we, we were just talking about that God has made his invisible attributes seen, Therefore, what makes, what does that leave all people? Like, what category? Mm -hmm. They're without excuse. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're without excuse. Um, do you guys think that's a little harsh? Nope. No? <laughs> Why not, Andrea? Because it's true. Hmm. And that especially where our culture is right now, we don't have excuses for a lot of things, but we make them. And we just come up with them, like, well, you come up with a reason. Well, I don't, right? And the reason you're saying those things is because you you know that you're falling short in whatever area you're talking about. And here, people explain away, right? Like you said, they have a theology, and they explain away their faith 
Like, here's why I don't have faith, and here's, here's why I don't think God would, right? We come up with excuse after excuse after excuse. It's because we're trying to cover up the fact that something is missing, right? God has made it plain to them, right? They know, right? It's like an racism. They know. They yeah. see it. And like what you said, God has given us the ability, all of us, to see his invisible qualities. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't speak to God existing, then you're just being lazy. And you're just not doing it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have an excuse. And I mean, yeah, it's kind of harsh, but it's true. It is, it is harsh, um, but the Bible isn't always like sunshine and rainbows. It's supposed to convict us. It's supposed to change our whole lives. It's supposed to dig into our hearts and replace all, replace whatever we have in our hearts with Jesus Christ, who promises us a life that is so much better than the life that is on this world. So, yeah, I think it is harsh, but I think it's the truth, too. I like where in um, verse 22 it says, although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. Because, like, mm-hmm. how could you see everything? Like, how could you see the sunset and be like, that? there's something bigger than that? Like, mm-hmm. how could you see all of these beautiful things in the mm-hmm. world and not be like, there's something up there? Like, there's something bigger than yeah. what we live in right now. Yeah, for and sure. I think Sarah explained how absolutely beautiful the mountains look. Like, the earth just didn't move and make it look that pretty. It just didn't happen, right? There's somebody up there, like, painting the sky. And I know this is not a great, but he's, like, sprinkling the snow on the mountains and, like, all that. Somebody put thought into it, and somebody, like, made it that pretty. You know, like, you can't look at that and be like, mm, science. You have to work. Well, whenever people mention that, they're like, oh, it's just a coincidence. And I'm like, well, coincidences are actually coincidences. Yeah, it's so interesting. It always comes full circle. It's like even coincidences are God's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of like, Andrea, you've had a baby. You grew a baby inside of you. It, it, so it came out of you and now it breathes and it needs food and it's growing. Like he's growing and he's going to be like a, an adult one day. And, like, that's amazing. That's a miracle. Like, how can God not exist? Yeah. How is it a coincidence that all the cells in my body and all the, like, that's not a coincidence. Yeah. That's a real thing. Like, <laughs> in case you're like, oh. Yeah. God exists. Right? So, it's real. <laughs> uh, I love when Andrea gets excited. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't being sarcastic. Oh, I, meant okay. it, I meant it for real. Okay. Um, that's yeah. great. Any other, any other thoughts on what we were just talking about? Then we will move on to a big question. What happens to people that have never heard the gospel before? So what if you were born on an island in a tribe of people who live on a, live way out in the middle of nowhere? No one has ever reached out to them. They have their own language. They make their own like food and everything. And so they have no Bible. They have no knowledge of who Jesus is. Um, what happens if one of them die? Does God send them to hell because they don't know Jesus? Um, have you guys ever thought about this question? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts about it? What does it make you think about? I've thought several things about it. Yeah. Because from one standpoint, I'm like super convicted and I'm like, is it my job to go tell them? Right? Because we're mm-hmm. called to tell people things. Is it my job to figure out how to get to a remote island that no one's ever been to so I can tell these people about Jesus and you know like is that my joy do I need to do that do I need to get a band of people together like you know feeling very convicted about that but all people started at the same place 
because they all knew about God, right? And whatever dispute they had, like in the Bible and all this history stuff, God was, they were either for God or against God, so they knew it exi he existed. And so after people like split and spread all over the earth, they still knew that God was there. They either just did or didn't believe in him, mm. you know? So, and like if you think about tribes like that, they talk about, like some, I'm a nerd, so sometimes I look into this stuff. <laughs> And they'll talk about like our creator or they might just not know him by the name God or Jesus or like Abba or Father or anything, yeah. but they know something is there. Mm -hmm. And I firmly believe that if they wholeheartedly are in on it with that, whoever it is that they have, right? And if that's the only one and if it's like Jesus and whatever, then they're going to heaven. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I haven't looked into it much. Yeah. But it's, They've got to know, right? Like, yeah. God makes it plain to everyone. So even if they look up and they're like, somebody made me, I'm going to, like, and they're going to follow all these little coincidences and be mm -hmm. like, you know what? I didn't think of this for some, so they might just not have a physical book to read. Mm -hmm. They just might purely have to go on what God is leading them to do. Yeah. And in that way, I'm like, wow, their faith must be so much stronger than mine because mm -hmm. they feel God and they listen for God and they look for God because they don't have words in a Bible. To tell them what God is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a hard question. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Um, I think that one of the biggest things is that people believe in a God, but they don't believe in God. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. they believe that there's something there. They believe that there's some place <laughs> after life, but they don't realize, like, that there's an act, like, that there is the God and that he created all of earth and stuff. And I think another part is that they're just scared. They're scared to believe that there's something bigger than us. Hmm. Yeah. Those are good thoughts. Yeah. Well, and also, so if some random remote island tribe only believed in one God, but they didn't know, like they didn't have the Bible, like would you think that's good enough? Or would they have to figure out that like Jesus, like would they have to have the five letter word Jesus and like to believe like if I believe in a God then I'm like yeah that Jesus guy I'm not really a fan right. but like you know there's a God up there but it's just not Jesus like that's on me right yeah. that's a big problem mm -hmm. yeah because it's like, been revealed to you right yeah. but these like tribes do they believe in a God or is it the God or if they only know of a God and they only think there is a God <laughs> who's, who's confused is it Jesus <laughs> yeah and yeah I think you just like write in the code like yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it is hard because the Bible does tell us it says like Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. Right. Um, like there is one way. Um, Maybe I should write an essay and cite my sources. Go look at But this is a question that really had me hung up on just like what I believed. I went through a phase in my life where I really struggled. I just struggled with a lot of doubt in my faith, and I asked myself a lot of really big questions that I still don't have the answers to, and I still don't have the answer to this one entirely, but I'm going to explain to you guys what I believe about what happens to the people on the tri in these tribes in the middle of the <laughs> island, or wherever they are. Maybe maybe they even, maybe someone lives in America and has never heard the gospel before, but I hope not, because America has gospel all over the place. Um, but anyway, I believe that what we talked about today, that God reveals himself um, and creation everywhere. Um, he makes himself clear um, so that people are motivated to find out what is that bigger thing that who made the sky? I want to know them. 
Um, and there is this phenomenon that is going on currently right now and has been going on for years where Muslims, have you guys heard of this? Muslims have been having dreams um, that have Jesus, a man in white, in them. And so in 2007, 750 former Muslims gave their life to Christ after they all had the same dream of a man in white. Um, and this dream was reoccurring and led them to seek out answers of who this man in white was, which was Jesus revealing himself to them in their dream. Um, Muslim missionary since his Lilas Tr- Trotter reported Muslims, um, when they reach out to him, they say, I like have to reach out to a Christian because I'm having dreams about this. Um, and if you just Google Muslims and dreams about Christ, so many things will come up. Journal articles, books. I've read a book on it. If you would like that book, you can read it. Um, there's a documentary on it. It's amazing. And it just shows you um, that we should never put a box around God. God reveals himself to people he wants to reveal himself to. And he has not forgotten about the tribe in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> like, he's fully aware that they're there. Um, and not saying that we should just not care about the tribe in the middle of the ocean, because um, when we're entrusted with the gospel, we should go and we should send people there and we should go there ourselves if we feel called. Um, but God doesn't, he's not constrained to anything. He's sovereign. He does whatever he wills. So he loves all people equally. So he loves the people that know the gospel and he also loves the people in the middle of the ocean who have no idea who Jesus is and he's going to find a way to get to them, whether that means giving them a dream or sending a missionary there. Um, so like I said, I also think believers should be motivated to send and go. We should have a conviction about that. But yeah, that's what that's what I've come to the conclusion of. And there's several different views out there. And honestly, who really knows? Because we can't we can't fully know God. We can't know all the answers. Um, but that's what I've kind of wrapped up in my in my mind. You guys have any thoughts about that? Does that help you guys at all when you think about that question? Yeah, you guys should look up. Um, the Muslim and the dream thing. It's really, really interesting. Um, so like we said before, general revelation is meant to lead to special revelation. And we kind of already hit on this, but why isn't general revelation, just knowing, just seeing the sky and being like, wow, there must be something bigger than me out there. Why isn't that enough to save us? Because that's where it stops. Yeah. Like well, I said, can you explain it a little yeah. bit? Oh, it's because the, the ocean is blue and all the water particles in the sky are reflected back in the yeah, yeah. I remember this one time, it was, I was in first grade, I remember this, and I asked, like, why do rainbows exist? And I got, like, this big, long explanation, and, like, now thinking back on it, I'm like, it's because God put it there, <laughs> you know? I'm not, like, because I got, like, this whole, like, super long, like, scientific explanation, and I'm like, because God put it there. Yeah. I think it's even cool to think, like, the, like, scientific explanation is, like, true, but... Literally don't know 
something about tears. Something about tears. They just don't understand why. Like, why you cry when you're happy or cry when you're sad. They, it just doesn't make any sense, right? I don't know but when either. you cry, like, you feel it, right? When you're, like, in church and you're saying, like, wow, then you're bawling. If you're, like, I mean, that was Jesus. Like, that's what it was. And science is, like, we just don't know. It's just a coincidence, fluke phenomenon in the human body, right? Or, so I watched a documentary a long time ago about um, scientifically explaining the 12 plagues. Right? And like Macy said, you can scientifically, geographically, whatever, explain all of the plagues, right? Even like the firstborn one, because like the stuff they would eat, the firstborn always ate first, like before the parents or whatever, so all of the stuff on top would be contaminated and the firstborn would eat it and they would die, right? But they can't explain how Egyptians and Hebrews in the same area with the same culture, with the same customs, with the same things that they do, these scientific things only affected one group of people over the other. So, like, it can explain what happened, but not why some people were sheltered in others. So, like, God is enough, but, or, like, general, it just stops there, like she said. Because we're like, oh, well, we can explain it, or this is the science behind it, and it just stops. And we're like, that's enough for me. Yeah, because, I mean, there's always going to be things that we don't know about, but it's like, general revelation is things like we do know about, mm-hmm. like Christians know about, that non-believers don't know. I don't yeah. know how this, I think I'm being really confusing here, but no, it's like, I, I know like, what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, we have an explanation for that, but they don't, and that's mm-hmm. why they're stopped with general revelation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much more fun to point everything back to God. We talked about that a lot last week. Like, oh, my... My window broke, but there's cardboard that I can put in it. Thanks, God. <laughs> <laughs> After that, now my car has a, a nail in it. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Yeah. You like where? How do you know? It's gross. A toenail? I don't know. Toenail. Yeah, so. General re- general revelation is not enough. It also it always should lead to special revelation, which is just knowing God, just being in relationship with Him. Um, so as we wrap up, I want to focus on how today God is reveal- revealing Himself um, to those who know Him and want to know Him. Because if you want to know God, He's always going to reveal Himself to you. Because He's like, oh, finally, you want to know me. Um, and He does all these things through His Word, um, which is why... We try so hard, especially like at Village, we try so hard to stick to the Word of God because this is, this is truth, this is life, this is God revealing Himself. Um, so why is it so hard to be in the Word of God for us sometimes? Like why, if it's literally God's words, why is it so hard for us to just be in the Word? There's so many other things in our life that are pulling us away from it yeah. that are taking our attention and causing distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it can be hard to... other things going on in our lives yeah sometimes you can be like really busy and be like oh i'll just do it tomorrow but we're not guaranteed that tomorrow is going to happen you know mm-hmm. it's not like every day for the rest of our life we're going to wake up like we don't know whenever jesus is going to come back or like we're going to die or mm-hmm. you know any of that stuff so yeah. you might as well be like do it now because yeah. we have a chance yeah yeah that's a really good thought um how does thinking of God revealing him, 
himself to you specially, how does that change the way you view doing your personal devotions? Does that question make sense? No. It doesn't? <laughs> Not to me. Okay. <laughs> how does, if instead of thinking of doing your devotions as like, oh, I have to get this done today because then I'll be a better person, but thinking of God is going to reveal himself to me as I read the word today, how did, like what's how does that change the way that we, that we do devotions? That we spend time with God. It's like seeing every like time you devotion is a chance to know him better and like um, have a conversation and like get prepared for your day. Yeah. Yeah. You see it as an opportunity. It becomes something it becomes it's changes from something that you have to do that you feel like it will make you like feel like a better person or maybe you maybe it just feels like a chore it changes from that to something that's like this is like the best part of my day this is God speaking to me um, it changes from like I need to make sure that I remember to text Riley to go get herself coffee before she goes to work mm-hmm. to I'm gonna go get coffee and hang out with Riley mm-hmm. you know yeah like practically it changes it from a line on a to-do list mm-hmm. to something good way to put it yeah sorry I feel like I confused that question but basically I just really want you guys to be in the word because you want to be in the word because you want to know God and love him and you want to see the ways that he loves you Um, and it it will change you the word of God says that it never comes up void so if you just give it a shot if you just give um, being in the word consistently a shot it's going to do amazing wonders in your life um, and in your heart because it has in mine Um, and I want the same for you guys Um, So if you feel like the Lord doesn't speak to you, I encourage you to dive deeper into the Word of God. Um, Like I said, every single word on these pages is the Word of God. Um, It's His his message to us. Um, And God has and will always continue to reveal Himself to us. Any questions about what we talked about today? Is anyone confused? Overwhelmed? Yeah, we did. It's oh, yeah, it's all eleven ten. We talked about a lot. All right, um, we are going to energy spot after this. If anybody would like to join us, and then we'll probably just bring it back here, or we'll just leave from there. If you need to leave from there, we can talk about it after. All right, I'll pray for us. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning, Lord. I just pray that anything that I said that is confusing or wrong, Lord, would you just remove it um, from these girls' minds? And God, would you just comfort us today? Um, Would you help us be aware of the ways that you are making yourself known in our world and would it lead us to praise you and want to know you more? I just pray for anyone here today that doesn't have a consistent time with you, Lord, would they just be led out of love for you to do it, not out of um, chore or out of a need to check it off their to-do list, but just because they want to know you better. Um, Would you change us into who you want us to be, God, and guide us on your path? In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's almost an hour.